What up, it's your boy DJ Infamous. Talk to me now. Smoke with me on this edition of Smoke With Me Podcast. I'm your dog, DJ Infamous, with my light-skinned partner. Back at it, man. We in Cali, man. I'm loving it, man. It's the real wolf of Weed Street, man. Smoke With Me Podcast. The real wolf, because we on your coast. We are, Yes, you're on my coast. Yeah, man. so you know what I'm saying? We in your territory now. Yeah, I can roll the red carpet out for you. That's what you're doing? I, uh, I mean, shit, I... I you flew I, in. I had you rolled up, ready to go. No, you're right because in Atlanta, you I be having these little baby joints, and out here I got these baseball yeah. bats. And, and we just getting started. But, but, but as I can see yours is still. We just getting started. Your mind's paused. Just getting started. Hey yo, it's gonna be a lot of that. We're just getting started. <laughs> yo, Al, don't 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 be alarmed, bro. I'm, I'm exempt from that pause game. You know, I, you, when you do it so much, sometimes you just yeah, it get crazy. I, yeah, it get crazy. So <laughs> go ahead, how's Without no further ado, introduce man. Introduce our special guest, I would, baby. I would love to introduce. It's my pleasure to introduce our special guest, man. I'm hyped. His brother's had an incredible career in the NBA. You know, he's he's taken his uh, his um, intelligence and swagger in the NBA and, and and turned it into a top cannabis brand. Not only does he have a top cannabis brand, he also has other projects going on that we'll talk about. And he's really active in the community and social equity and cannabis. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest on the Smoke With Me podcast, Al Harrington from Viola. Al Harrington, what up, baby? You, what's good, fellas? Man, let me ask you, man, how, how are you? How am I? I watch a lot of I watch a lot of your interviews, getting ready for this podcast, right. and ain't nobody really asked how you are doing. You know what I'm saying? How are you I'm, as a person? How, how are many you? hours we got to talk? Man, we here, baby. We here. Nah, I'm, good. I'm good, bro. I'm Put good. Put you on the Dr. Phil session, man. <laughs> like, I got a couch. But uh, right now, I'm good, man. I'm good around brothers, you know what I'm saying, that's right. doing something major. You right. know what I'm saying? Changing the game, just doing what we do, right. who we are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Making something out of nothing. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I'm just happy that you guys made me a part of this, man. I appreciate, appreciate it, Shout out to man. both of y'all, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. You, you were definitely one of the guests when we thought about, you know, who we wanted to have on. Like, we had a little list, and you were definitely at the top of the list, man. You know, right. I, I I really appreciate what you're doing for the community, for the cannabis community, and for our people, too. Just showing everybody what's possible and, you know, um, having a strategy when you get into the game. That's what it's all about, bro. Like, you know, when you see something, then it becomes attainable. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what I try to do is just try to be a good role model, be a good, you know, figurehead of just, like, the people can see, like, Anything is possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, even us being on this podcast right now just proves that, right? We, we ever thought that we'd be able to sit here and talk this freely about weed. It's crazy, right? Exactly. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, I mean, but to touch on what you just said, something that people can see and follow, bro, like, it's like you, it's like this is just like your second time doing it to me. Like, the first you did it in the NBA, one, you went out of high school. Right. Like, for, like, like let's, let's think about that. Like, for an 18 year old, or he's 18 or 17? No, 18. 18 year old to go from high school, you live with your parents, you, you know, you got to go to school every day doing this, and then you jump into adulthood. Right. Some people can't even, don't even leave their parents' crib till they're 25, right. let alone 18 <laughs> years old, and then traveling with <clears throat> other grown people, grown men that has been, the veterans been in the game, right. and here comes a kid, you're getting this money. You're traveling to different cities. You know, I'm pretty sure you've traveled, of course, in high school through, you know, different camps and programs. But this time, it's, it's, it's totally different. So, different. like, I want to know personally, like, how was that transition? It's a two-part question. How was that transition? First of what made you decide to go from high school to the NBA? And then how was that transition when you did it? Well, what made me make the decision, I ain't going to lie, I was a little naive. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And meaning, like, I didn't have hoop dreams growing up. 
right? Like, I like watching Michael Jordan and all that, but I, I actually was like a chubby kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, uncoordinated, never got picked to play any sport. Like, the only thing I was good at was, like, kickball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Big-ass feet. That, like, <laughs> he got the biggest feet, let him kick. Right. He got so, a like, 16. Right, that's all I could do, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as I got older, you know what I'm saying, I had a growth spurt, mm-hmm. obviously going into high school, and I moved. I always say that was the key thing is like I had the growth spurt and then I moved to a new town. So right. it was a new owl. Right. right? So so what was the growth spurt? <laughs> I went from 5'10 to 6'4 in one summer. Word. No bullshit. Boy, them knees must have been oh, killing. Yeah. Oh, I had that Ozga sliders, yeah. boy. I, I couldn't walk all summer. It was the I worst believe. summer physically. I couldn't move around, but... I moved to a new town. Long mm-hmm. story short, I played you, football. You went from a guard to a, a, a three. <laughs> you went from a guard to I a I went from a nothing. I wasn't even hooping, <laughs> bro. Even hooping. I wasn't Shit. even hooping, dog. You know what I'm saying? So I get to this school, yeah. and everybody's like, Shit, he's 6'4". He got to play ball. You on, the, you on the basketball team. They put me on the team as a freshman. Freshman team, I was the worst player on the team. Mm-hmm. But long story short, ended up playing in this little tournament. This coaches see me. They see it. Now I'm like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six now. Right, you, you know what I'm saying? Wrong, right. And they like, yo, who's this big young kid? We could work with him. Right. And ended up going to St. Patrick's High School. Nice. One of the best high schools in the country during that time. And, you know, worked my way from an unknown sophomore, let's just say. Let's say when that's when Pazzaball started for me to ended up being the number one player in the country. In three years. In three years and going pro. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> yo. <laughs> shit happened fast, Three boy. years. But that, that means you was on your shit, though. Man, I was, man, listen. Like, once about, you figured it out, like. No, but I lived in the gym. You lived, you never left. That's where the money was at. Mm-hmm. All the money was right there. You know what I'm saying? Anything that you're trying to be good at, the, your craft, the more you work at it, the more it's going to pay. You know what I'm saying? It right. pays out, you know? And I just lived in the gym, you know, ended up being that dude. You know what I'm saying? And then to your point, you know, at first I had to convince my mother to sign the paperwork so that I could go pro. Hold on, stop right there. Stop right there. What made you say, or what was, what oh, that's game, right, that's right. what was it that was like, man, I'm going to the league, fuck this. All right, so, All right. Like, damn, I got so that? many hoop stories. Like, what was the so one? So literally like, okay, so when I first believed in myself, not believed in myself, I just said, you know what, I can be as good as is when I seen Shane Battier play. Mm. Right? And like, I don't know, just he's just the guy that sticks out to me. Like, I Was this him. like an AAU camp or something? AAU, we, okay. in, we was in, uh, at the University of Maryland. Okay. And Shane Battier was with top... He player in Shane Michigan. Yeah. Went to Duke. Listen, I'm from Lansing, Michigan originally. Okay. Right. Bro, Shane Battier was the guy. <laughs> so watching him, he was basic. Right. Right. He wasn't like he, he didn't nothing. have nothing flashy. He wasn't dunking. He was just like cold, but he was so like fundamental. Fundamental. Yeah. Huh? Big fundamental. So at that time, for me, still, I wasn't mad athletic mm-hmm. either. You know what I'm saying? But I could, I had good fundamentals. You know what I'm saying? So seeing him being one of the top players in the country at the, like what he had mm-hmm. made me, gave me the first belief in myself that I'm like, damn, I could be that good, bro. Right. Like that nigga, I could get there. Right, right, right. You understand right. what I'm saying? And after that, it just, it kind of, you know, it just grew from there. You know what I'm saying? And I just said to myself, so the game, my coming out game was against Lamar Odom. Okay. So I just made him laugh about this all the time, uh-huh. right? My junior year, uh, he was at MCI Main Central Institute or something. It was called like that. And he was the guy. Right. Like, Hello. Right. And we playing this tournament and I got the best of him. I bust his ass. You took him down. I bust his ass. <laughs> and that was like my coming out party. Right. After that happened, it was just it like. It was on. I was just like Al Harrington. Yeah. The hooper now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I had just said to my AAU coach, who was the guy that was doing most of the training with me, him and my high school coach, Kevin Boyle. Mm-hmm. But I just said to him, I was like, look, if I could work my way from being unknown to the number one player in the country, like, I got to go pro. Got to go. I'm like, I got to go. Got to. 
I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. So that's honestly, bro, that's why I say naive. Because yeah. there was no real rhyme or reason to like my decision besides just like on some young kid shit. Like, if I go from nobody knowing me right. to the dude, I'm going. You gotta go. I'm so ready. That's, so that's ready. how I decided, how bro. Decided. I, I let the work do the talking. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And right. one, I was like, look, if you be number one, it wasn't number two. Right. Number three, I had to be the number one player in the class. Yeah. That I could go. And I shit, I made that shit happen. And then the you know next thing saying? was convincing Ma Dukes to sign the paper. So she hating. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ma, you know you go to work every day. Like you, I do this. You ain't gotta go to work no right. more. Like, it's over. Right. Like, you bugging. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she said this what you like what you were saying earlier. She was like, damn, you really about to go from <laughs> a young kid mm-hmm. to the pros dealing with perfect like grown men. Grown men, day. groupies. She's saying to me too, she like, nigga, you 18, you can't even go out. Yeah. You ain't gonna be able <laughs> to enjoy it. Right, nigga, right. you gotta be 21. Yeah, right. <laughs> you may as well go to college and have fun. And I was just like, man, nah, this is what I want to do. I'm like, man, I'm going to be a first-round pick. I'm right. like, I'm going to school to go to the NBA anyway, mm-hmm. so what, why not let me go now? Fact. So she looked out the window. She turned to me with a little crocodile tear. She fake cried on me, mm-hmm. and then she's like, all right, I got you. And uh, now You was you know, happy as shit, man. Boy. Bro, I was so happy. Who was I the first team you signed with? Uh, the Pacers. Uh, oh, Pacers, yeah. Number 25. Okay. Yep. And this and is 90. 98. Hold on, Reggie still there? Reggie still there? Yeah, I played with Reggie. Seven D Rose still there? D Rose. That's the that's the finals team. Travis Ooh, Best. Travis Best. That's the finals Sam team. Perkins, Rick Yo. Smith, Dale Davis. I know that was an experience. Chris like Mullen, a Derek and, and you the rookie. Ooh, you still had Mullen on the team? Yeah, bro. Ooh. They was old though. They was all old. Okay. Yeah. They was all old, but they just knew how to play, bro. It was like playing with the. They was like just grown men playing with kids. Right. Like, anytime we play, like, a young team, bro, they, like, throwing no look. It's just, like, little kids running around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, to that point of, like, they the reason why I played 16 years, honestly. Right. Because it was taught a cheat code. Be a pro. Bro, they told me how to be a pro out yeah, the gate. Taught you how to be a pro. They held me accountable for what yeah. pros is supposed to be like from out the gate. They right. let me get away with shit, bro. Right. I, I was late for anything. $2,500 fines. Like, Ooh, they, 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 they on you. Bro. How'd how that rookie hazing go with them veterans on that team? Nah, see, I think when you got vets like that, it's, no, it's never no bullshit. They got okay. kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, they ain't got <laughs> fucking you up and then they trying to get pay home. for it. They trying to get home <laughs> and shit. Right, right. <laughs> so with them, honestly, the only thing that made me, only thing they made me do was um, I used to have to get um, Krispy Kreme donuts. I used to make, they had to be warm. Because yeah. Reggie was always the first one into practice. Right. So they had to be warm, Krispy Kreme donuts, and it had to be orange juice. Or whatever, and that'd be Tropicana, no Pope. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I had to bring the same thing every day, no matter where I was. And Reggie, you know, come in the locker room like an asshole, pick it up, put his hand on the bottle, make sure they still warm. <laughs> That's some asshole. <laughs> and I'll be a young, I'll be a young just sitting there, just waiting for him to come. Okay, the donuts, nigga, just so I could go get my work in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. But they taught Damn, me, like, I, but they taught me like Chris Mullen. So Chris Mullen, the way he deals with his sobriety, yeah. is working out. Working out. You know out, what okay. I'm saying? And He'd be like, young fella, come on, come to the gym. So I'd be in the gym three, four times a day. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? With practice and everything. And, I mean, Chris Mullen, bro, Hall right. of Famer. Reggie Miller, first one in the gym, last one to leave. Yep. Like, bro, how can you not realize that that's the secret sauce? Exactly. is the work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, I give all the crowd. Every time I see them, like, if I ever see them now that I'm set, like, dinner's always on me. Right. Because... They the reason why I was able to play that long, each and every last one of them. Yeah, man. In 16 years, dog, that's, listen, that's incredible. You know what I'm saying? That's an incredible run. And I I, I wanted to ask you, out of all the teams, what was the funnest city? Like, just fun. Come on, son. You know that. <laughs> Atlanta. 
Come on, bro. What's the other question? You I mean, because not because you know what? Like, I'm looking at the cities, and I'm just looking at the parties I've DJ in those cities. So I'm looking like, but but you're right though. I ain't gonna front because out of the lineup, Atlanta. I mean, you, ATL, shoddy. I mean, get, New York was fun, but ain't nothing like Atlanta. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Nothing like Wakanda, baby. Was it was it hard to play? In Atlanta and kick it at the same time, because you know we known for uh, no, you if know, the game is on a certain day, take everybody we, out the we, day before. We, we, we known for going to get chicken wings and magic during COVID. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are special wings. Though. I, I, I wasn't mad the at them. You know what I'm saying? How could you yeah. not go to magic? Yeah. But um, during the COVID, we so we sucked when I was there. Right. So honestly, bro, because all right, so I play with the Pacers, playoffs every year, my first seven years in the league, yeah. playoffs every year, guaranteed, finals, Eastern Conference finals, all that. Right. I go to Atlanta and it's a young team. You know, they they bring in all like the Josh Smith, Josh Children, right, all right. rookies, and then the yeah. only veterans was me and me, Antoine Walker, and Kenny Anderson. And this is oh this is oh four oh five. Oh four five. Okay. Yeah, I got that Walker. Five, yeah. And <clears throat> Shit, bro, we won 13 games, dog. I won 61 <laughs> games the year before that to 13. So when you think about that, yeah. like that shit can fuck with your head and yeah. your psyche like crazy. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Especially when you like used to winning, you start thinking, damn, what am I doing? Am I just not that good? Like, right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So the nightlife saved me. Word. Oh, from so that you take your mind off of. So it allowed me to get team. away from the game. Right, like, right, right. I, yeah, that, that'll fuck your head up. It helped me. I ain't gonna lie. It helped me, bro. Like, yeah. You know, most people probably be like, nigga, whatever. You just want it. But nah, like, but you know what? That would fuck my head up. If you was to win in this much, and you're around these veterans, and then you come to a team. Bro, you in the playoffs and the finals. Yes. Now you're just on your couch. Right. Now you're just watching everybody. Watching. But you know, but like, you know, but like this, I'm gonna tell you some funny shit. Mm -hmm. So that year, there was like a time, I think we lost like maybe like 16 games in a row. Damn. And right. you know, like to lose 16 games in the NBA, depending on when the losing streak starts, yeah. it'd be like three months. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you definitely went a, a month a with no time, wins. With no wins. Damn. Went so a whole when, season. Bro, so listen, bro. So <laughs> when, whenever spring, we had <laughs> lost, so whenever the next time we won, I'm watching Sports Center. And they show like all the major events that had happened since we last won a game. <laughs> it was like the Super Bowl, uh, Grammys. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. NASCAR. Bro, Joe, that shit was rough. Losing like that mm. was rough, dog. I'm telling you. And so what was one of your favorite teams to play for in the NBA? So, I mean, the Pacer team always going to be special to me because, like I said, I feel like I grew up there. Right. Like the, the most fun I would say wherever I had, wherever, wherever I was, was uh, Golden State. Golden State. Yeah, we I, believe I was team. hoping you said the Bay, baby. <laughs> Bro. I was hoping you said that Warriors team. Bro, we were so lit. I was hoping you said that Warriors team. No, we were so Baron lit. Aaron Davis. Stack five. Jason Richardson. Jay Rich. Jay Rich. Monte Ellis. Monte. Hey, Man. so look, so, so, you know, back then, you know, I was part owner of a strip club back then. You know what I mean? Uh, that all y'all used to come to in Frisco, Pink Diamonds. Yes, sir. You know what Pink I mean? Diamonds. Who was the quarterback on the Raiders at that time? Um, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. He used to be in there too, bro. Look, Monte Ellis, you know, he was from Mississippi, right? Yes, sir. Dude, he would come in there. He would have his old country-ass uncles with him <laughs> and shit, right? They got on... Um, What's that uh, hunting store with the hats that everybody wears now? Bass. 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 Got, like Bass Pro <laughs> shit. I'm like, who is these motherfuckers in there? <laughs> We in Frisco, hood-ass club. I'm like, who is it? Monte's uncles, man. <laughs> Monte's Big shout-out to Tay. Yeah, shout-out Monte Ellis, man. Shout-out that whole team, man. Yeah, we had fun, bro. We we was rock stars, man. Like, when we won that series, bro, 
it was nothing nobody could tell us. That was we that we believed. Free. That was the we believed. Bro, yeah. we ate free everywhere we wanted to go. Yeah. It was a it was a fun time. But like the the other thing that people don't know is like we used to kick it crazy. Right. Like I have so many kicking stories. You know what I'm saying? But like like you know, with we, your teammates. With them, yeah. The, yeah. Like the, but the whole team. The whole team. That was like probably the up. only team I had ever been on where everybody was on the same page. Right. Like everybody kind of liked the same thing. Same thing's thing. right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you always got, got like two or three clicks on the seat during the you know, on the team. Yeah. But we was all one click. Everybody. That's we, we, we mobbing <laughs> together. They would be in the club. They would be, they would, bro. All of us. Bro. Yeah, that's dope. And you know what else I, you know what else I had a relationship that was cool was was B Diddy brother. Yeah. Baron, which one? Uh Turn. Uh, he was uh he used to always be in the club with him, man. Term, he was Rico, like a street dude, though. Like, uh, Capo. That's uh, a BD, man. Yeah, and that team, bro. That was that was yeah, that, that, was, that team was that a hell was of a team, team to watch, man. The that highlights, was a hell of a team what? to watch, bro. Dog, y'all highlights. <laughs> and we wanted problems. That's what was like kind of special about us. Them Demetrius parties. Demetrius used to always throw the NBA yeah, parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, who was one of the toughest dudes you played against in the league, man? Like opponent wise. So a lot of people ask me that. So my top three, I got a three. Mm-hmm. And I had to guard them all. Like Cove. Mm. I never had to guard Cove all game. But, you know, but just three people that just stick out for me right. was I used to hate to guard Grand Hill. Word. The young Grand Hill. Because when I first came to the league, you know, I'm Grand young Hill with and, the feelers. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Them, yeah. Like, them just look like bricks. <laughs> <laughs> but nigga, that, first nigga, that nigga first step, yeah. some shit you never seen. Like, you knew he wasn't going to shoot a jumper, so you give him space. And this when I was younger. This when I was young. Right. I was like a, a Bambi. You right. know, Bambi got the crazy <laughs> deer legs. Everywhere, you right, know what I mean? Right, right, I give him space. That man make a move. It's not enough. Pew, pew, pew. So going. him, I'm going to go him first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Paul Pierce second. Paul Pierce. He's like Pierce a nemesis of mine. I used to hate this motherfucker. He was nasty. Bro. Weed, weed is why we friends. Me and smoke weed together, and we've been partners ever since. Weed right? brings it that, together. He in the, he's in the cannabis space, too, ain't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Papa. We need you on the show, too, Big man. Shout out to Pierre. Yeah. We need that you on the show. Y'all. For sure. Thank you, We bro. all live right here, right around the corner from me, actually. So, P, why he was difficult to guard was because he always seemed to be off balance. Right. So, like, it was like, to me, this game was nasty. I'm like, how is this thing in this he nasty? Had, he had three-pointer. He could take you to the rack. He could I do. know, but it just something. When you guard it, it just don't uh. feel like it's all together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he wanted a cold. Right. I said, hate him. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. But could not guard it? Well, look, I could guard it. Like, he didn't even look that struggling. fast, he but he could get past was, you. It was nasty. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it was so nasty yeah. looking, but he was cold. And then the third is Zach Randolph. Word, big Zach. Bro, that listen, the reason why Zach is How was you why was you even guarding him? No, you know, I've always been a power forward. Okay. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You know, especially after like after my six years mark, I was three, four, five kind of. You know what I'm saying? The game started changing a little bit. Right. But the reason I him, bro, like Saint, like he's just he has a motor. He got a body where he ain't supposed to have a motor like that. You like, how do you yeah. just don't stop? Bro? Right. He like a end up, but just like on your body the whole game. So when going. you get done playing, you like why is my why like this you got jumped. I ain't even a quarterback like you know like you got, you got jumped. jumped that's even better like, like, dead ass like I got jumped yeah. like and I just played basketball right. so those are my three you know what I'm saying G-Hill P G-Hill so who you used exactly. to just kill out there though like 
You, I know you I know somebody, you just somebody washing their ass. Every right? like, time, you, you know I'm gonna go no triple comment, double. No comment, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm gonna go triple yo, double on this. No, you know what? Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks Chris about a good ass question. Like, yo, every time you played this person, you you know you about to get it again, right? And you ain't got it in the last five years, so it don't even, like I like I ain't warming up. I know like, I'm triple doubling his ass. Right? That's fucked. <laughs> that is. I got a couple guys too, and I ain't gonna say nothing. They be cool. You got kids and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker keep running that shit back. <laughs> hey, so it, it's crazy. So like back around that team, like in, in that in that time period in the game, in in the cannabis game and in the NBA, like I had a lot of relationships with players like that played on different teams, man. And um, you know, um, of course I'm not gonna throw no names out there, but everybody was, you know, uh, consuming cannabis. And I felt like um, it was a place in the NBA for cannabis. And there's been a place in the NBA for cannabis, you know, um, with the opioid stuff that's going on mm -hmm. and, and dealing with pain. Like, you know, um, NBA and cannabis go hand in hand. So, you know, when did you start kind of consuming cannabis and making it a part of your life Um uh, cannabis. Yeah, I was I was late to the party. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, I, as a rookie, you know, to your point, can't say names, but, like, I remember the vets calling me to the room, mm -hmm. and they needed me to go on a CVS run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you can imagine what they needed, all kind of shit. Yeah. Right. When I walked in, it was like I walked into a Cheech and Chong session. Word. It was in there blowing it down. I'm like, damn, like, it's my first time, like, Expect, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Jersey. I ain't my homies bought nickel bags. Right, I ain't never right. seen like these boys blowing heavy tree. Right. And you know, I'm thinking like I can't wait to see how these niggas respond and practice the practice. They're, right. they're gonna be sleepwalking. Right, right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Right. Bro, they come out and practice, dog. They the best players at practice. Killing bro. it. Flying up the court, winning the drills and running. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, so that's when I first realized, like, all right, the stigma is kind of some bullshit. Right, But, right. you know, when you take shit serious, and especially with my, like, my upbringing in sports, right, like, it was very focused, and so I'm thinking anything outside of playing basketball and eating protein is bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? At that right. point, you know, so just thinking, like, straight and narrow. So I was like, I saw it. It kind of made me like, damn, you know, the stigma is not the truth, right? Because right? as right. always, you smoke weed, you're not going to be slow, you ain't going to you lose your stamina. Yeah. That ain't the truth because yeah. I'm watching these motherfucking animals. Busting you know ass. Busting yeah. ass. Going you know? crazy, right? So stayed away from it most of my career. Got to Golden State. That's when the first time I ever seen like pounds of weed all the time. Right. Keep telling you, you know about that bay. I keep telling you, listeners, Bro, man, we got quality, we got the best. But you heard what he said These, when he got to the Oakland, Warriors. You heard what he said, area, like mm -hmm. Sacramento, that corridor. That's where yeah. all the best weed in the world is. I don't yeah. give a fuck what nobody say. The best weed in the world is from Oakland up. on up. That's what the best. Now, see, Al said it. I didn't have to say it again. You yeah, know, y'all think I'm biased, they, and I always they, keep I, I saying the best is in the bay. I didn't even have to ask the question. The man said it himself, I'm man. from Jersey. I ain't even from nowhere near the Bay. They got the best weed in the world, hands down. I said it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, being... I forgot my train of thought. I got me high, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so look, hey, so look, so... so what was I talking about, man? We were talking about... Uh, Y'all nah. niggas forgot to. That was nah, the nah, challenge. Nah, I was, so, yeah, I was talking about... <laughs> about the vet smoking and they send you on a CVS Oh, yeah, run. that's right. Dude. Oh, yeah. I, I incorporated yeah. my life. So, right, so... I didn't get into it like smoke. All right, so we had um, the first time I ever smoked was with Stack, uh, BD, Matt. Uh, we went Phoenix, right? 
and know they were smoking the room, some of that good perp or something back then. And I was hella paranoid after I smoked that shit. I went to my room. I ain't go out. They ain't do nothing. I, don't, I always went out. I ain't go out. Yeah. I'm like, nah, this shit. I'm like, this is why y'all smoke to feel like this. Fuck that. I'm right. cool. And pretty much stayed away from it. Might have just hit a little vape or something fucking around. Right. But then for me, like I was playing in Denver, had a had a botched knee surgery. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Which pretty much ended my career that surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started fucking with CBD and shit okay. first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I got into like the little edibles. Yeah, right. And then eventually it's just like, hey, just way up. the weed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just smoke some weed, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how I got into it. And, you know, I just feel like, I, honestly, I'm dead ass. Like, I done had COVID twice. Or, like, I smoke more weed, bro. I just feel like weed can heal everything. They got the same way, nigga. I don't care what nigga. happens. So I done had Hangovers, surgeries, uh, All kinds of shit, nigga. Smoke weed, bro. That shit will fix it. So, so, like, that's my lifestyle with yeah, that shit now. Like, I believe in it for everything. Yeah, that's dope. So, so, look, me, me and Infamous go back about this, go go back and forth about this all the time, right? We um we had an episode one time. I asked a question, like, you know, I smoke before I go to the gym. You know, I smoke, you know, before I do cardio, all that shit. Can you smoke before you now? Like, can you smoke and go to the gym or yeah, yeah, smoke and the, go hoop? And, that's damn near, like, the only way that I could do it now. Okay. Oh, like, word. Just for my mental. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you smoke, you kind of, you know, depending on what you're smoking, but for me, like, it kind of takes me away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, like, before, I'd be like, fuck, 30 minutes on this elliptical to where I'm yeah. on the joint. When I'm high, I'm like, <laughs> not even tripping. Right, yeah, you, you floating. So, it help, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm not going to say it makes me sharper or anything, but it just, for me, dead ass, bro. Like, I'm just like you, bro. So before I walk That shit makes gym, me focus before I go to the gym. I hit that shit huh? two, three times. I ain't going to smoke the whole joint. You know what I'm saying? It just gets me right where I need to go. And, uh, Yo, cannabis the shit, bro. Cannabis Damn, is the shit. Yo, the, oh, let's let's so stop right there. Let's take a um, smoke with me smoke break because that was just a good ass point right there. Cannabis is the shit. So we just usually just have a smoke break where we just smoke for a hot shout time. our sponsor out. You know what I mean? All right. When you when you when you touch down in Vegas, listen. First you, thing you do, you don't have to. Can I jump guess? In what, the can I guess what? What are you selling? Johnny? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know, baby. Yeah, right, that's what to make sure. You already know. Make sure I'm tapped in, goddamn. I'm tapped in. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like Al said, man, first thing you do when you touch first down in Vegas, do. yeah, don't jump. Don't get in the taxi line. Mm-mm. Don't argue with your baby daddy about his Instagram. Nope. Jump in that Uber. Hop in it. Go straight to Hardeen. Get the moving. Ask him for the infamous special, Ooh. the infamous party pack. Listen, the infamous party pack, the best right. flower, the best pre-roll, the best wax, the best edible, the best wraps, all of that. Ask for that infamous pack, you'll get a sampler. And it's going to set you straight for the whole weekend from Thursday to Monday or Wednesday to Monday or however you do it. Make sure you get there. Believe that. Talk to me. Yeah, man. So, um... I had another question too about the NBA. Like now that they they've changed the, the marijuana policy uh, in the NBA, do you think that when you were playing, that um, you know, what difference do you think it would have had on the league when you were playing Should to have, have more relaxed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it would. I don't think it would have changed much. In re- but is that guys wouldn't have been in the drug program, like because. Everybody was in the drug program. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, we see it was all foolish, right? Yeah. Now the players got access to it. And what I love about this, because it's known that a lot of these players are smoking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to KD. With, yes. You know, talking about his little thing he was on, talking about yep. how high right now. 
One yep. of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Still one of the greatest. Yep. And then look at the game as a whole. Like the game is evolving and getting better and better and better. Right. And these guys are smoking. Smoking. And they taking edibles. And they drinking drinks. They relaxing after the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So Not taking the pain meds. Yeah, they it's a whole different rehabbing now. It's a whole, whole different thing. different kind of, you know, program. So it's, it's dope. So, um, you know, for, for whoever doesn't know out there, whatever rock you've been under, you know, uh, the name of his cannabis, cannabis company is Viola. Um, I would like you to kind of tell our listeners, you know, like what got you into the cannabis space, bro? Like what made you want to become the force that you are and, and, and the activist that you are in the cannabis space? Um, what, 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 what attracted you to the cannabis space? Well, yeah, man, you know, it started with my grandmother. You know, uh, my 79-year-old grandmother came to see me play while I was in Denver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she had me bring up this pill bag. And she opened up the pill bag and she started taking all these pills. Right. And, of course, I'm like, damn, Grandma, why are you taking so much medication? Right. And she like, boy, I got everything. I got high blood pressure, diabetes, glaucoma. So she said glaucoma, dead ass. I had just read in the newspaper the day before how cannabis cured glaucoma patients. Word. That's what the article that I was reading said. Okay. So I was talking to her about it, and, you know, she just finally gets to the point where she's like, well, what is cannabis? It sounds, like, interesting. I'm like, it's marijuana weed. Right. She like, reefer? She started laughing so hard. She laughed about five minutes. Man, reefer, I can't believe you think we was like, reefer ain't going to help my eyes? She laughing and shit. And uh, she was like, heck no, I ain't trying no reefer. So literally the next day, bro, she I come home from shoot around. She's sitting in the kitchen. Walk in, she like squint the eyes when I walk in. I'm like, what's up, grandma? She's like, that's you, baby dog. I was like, yeah, what's up? Uh-huh. She was like, she's like, my eyes hurt so bad today I can barely see. So I said, grandma, your eyes really hurt today? All that medicine you taking? She's right. like, yeah, I can't see nothing today. So I was like, well, grandma, why don't you try cannabis? Right. I was like, you in a legal state? I said, grandma, nobody gonna know. It's right. just me and your secret. I won't tell nobody. Right. So she's just like, you know what? I'll try anything today. So I always say this was God at work, bro. Uh-huh. Like somebody that change up that fast yeah. about something, how they had been demonized and in their mind, that stigma was just crazy. Right. So I sent my boy to the dispensary, he bring back a, a, a strain called Vietnam Kush and he uh, bought a volcano. I told him, <laughs> so I was like, bring me something, but we can't roll a blunt. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't. So instead, of, instead, instead of him thinking to go get some zigzags yeah. and get a joint, yeah. he bring he buys a volcano. thousand dollar. It's like a thirteen hundred dollar <laughs> transaction for my grandmother to try weed. Three dollar pack pack of zags. Man, think we spent a thousand dollars. Give me my money back. I'm like, bro, what is this? So, so volcano baggage. Shout shout volcano out though, man. I really yeah. like smoking that. It's, it's one of the the, the most natural ways and. And you know ways to to really to inhale cannabis, man. Shout out volcano. Shout out the volcano. Shit is fire. So take her in the garage. She starts smoking it. Hit it three or four times. I'm like, all right, grandma, I think that's enough. Right. Go downstairs. I go take a nap. I had a game. Woke up from the game. Woke up, Greg, go, go to the game. And I thought about the first time when I was in Phoenix. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just gonna make sure she all right. <laughs> right. Make sure she ain't down there tripping, like climbing the walls or something. <laughs> so I go knock on the door and I don't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, she knocked out. So I, I got a smirk on my face. So I knock again and just open the door. Yeah. And she's in the room, she's sitting up, but her back's at the door and she's looking down. So I say, Grandma, you all right? Uh-huh. And she turned around, bro, and she was bawling. She was crying tears. She said, I'm healed. She's like, What? <laughs> she's like, I can see the words of my Bible. I haven't seen the words Word. of my Bible in over three wow. years. And I was like, what? She was like, my eyes. She's like, I got my sight back. I'm like, grandma, what? So I go in, 
She crying. I hug her. She make me start crying a little right. bit. We call my mother, and she is telling my mother, like, God gave me my sight back, all that. So that's what inspired me to that's start the, the healing, about the healing it, properties the healing of the plant. Property, and right. The healing shit, properties of the plant. It was medicine. That's deep, man. So after that, that's deep. We obviously we named the company after her, so that's my company name after my grandmother. Nice. But to your point, like from there was like literally like one, I was trying to change the stigma. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all right. Niggas been lying. They've been, now, like, they been lying to us for too long, bro. Right. Yeah. Weed is actually medicine, bro. You can actually be productive. You can heal yep. things. You could it's just be creative. It, it affords a yeah. better life yeah. and lifestyle. Yep. So Facts. first trying to change the stigma. That lasted for some time, but then you start realizing, like, okay, as I keep going into these different rooms and all these podcasts and all that, it ain't never nobody that look like me in that motherfucker. Right, right. So I'm like, damn, like, where yeah. the black people in, in weed? Right. I'm like, because... I know every everybody that I know has been locked up in my life. Honestly, all have been locked up for weed. For weed, yeah. getting a lot of time for it too. For weed, my yeah. cousin, my my uncle, weed. Shit, you know shit that helps you. <laughs> that and some shit that we never had ownership in. Right. Besides being the end See, that's user, that's the major part. Besides that's being the, the end user, and going to so jail. So we for going it. to jail for being the end user. What okay. about the ones that's producing it? We exactly. never owned a farm. We never owned trucking companies. Nope. No logistics, nothing. We just got some shit given to us in our neighborhood. Yep. And then y'all come and crack down on us. So they use it to lock us up. So once I learned that and fully understood, like, the the, the, the war on drugs and, like, how it affected us. Right. The numbers, how disproportionate it was to, like, white folk. But then also what drug we was getting locked up for. Yep. 85% of our drug arrests was cannabis, cannabis. bro. Like, bro, yep. people was getting locked up for having less than a gram Crazy. And they like stuff just like specks on their finger going to jail for years for yeah. that. Shit, so Vegas, like, Vegas a, a seed used to be a felony back in the day. Shit. One seed was a felony. Yeah. Man, shit is crazy. So realizing that, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to stand up for the plant in mm-hmm. regards that's always going to be there, right? But I'm like, I got to figure out how to include my people into this into shit. Into this shit, right. Like, how do I use my platform to bridge a gap somewhere, somehow? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not you can't always give money and all it's but it's so it's relationships. It's I'm, just I'm, I'm glad you like the different yeah. opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm glad you said that because that, that leads me into something else I wanted to ask you. And I, it looked like you wanted to say something too, but I just want to get this out, bro. Was like, you know, um, do you see cannabis as a way for minorities? I mean, just people, period, but especially minorities to be able to be a route for generational wealth through cannabis. Fucking right, bro. I mean, yes. This is generational wealth, bro. Yeah. This is this will be a multi, multi billion dollar business and potentially a trillion dollar business when you start using it for all the textile uses and shit like right. that. You know what I'm saying? So our people have to figure out a way to get to the table because we've seen this movie before, bro. Say we've it seen, again. We say seen it again. Before. Say it again. Rice, yeah. sugar, cotton. Yeah. The lottery, we created the numbers. It was our shit, <laughs> right? It was ours. But 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 listen, I just want I just want y'all to I just want y'all to really get this. You know what I mean? It's like you know this this man has been through. You know, you know when when you are uh, an athlete like him, you get a lot of opportunities for a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And I just want the listeners and and everybody out there to really take that nugget that he just gave y'all. Like you don't have to listen to to, to coming from me. Like you know this cannabis space if you brand yourself correctly and, and, and really put that effort in, it can be a path to generational wealth. Facts. And it's something that our people have been doing for forever already. Well, not us, bro. 
us. Why not us? So let me ask you, you guys started in Denver. I know you um, <clears throat> you operate in California and Detroit. What were some of the major differences you've seen, like, in the Denver market and in the California market? Man, well, it was just, you know, to your point, it was two different things at that time, right? Because Colorado, the reason why Colorado does have, like, somewhat of a edge on cannabis in general because they've been operating a regulated market longer than For any longer. other place yeah. in the country. You know <clears throat> what I'm saying? Like California was always wild, wild west, as they say, yeah. right? So you were, still able to, you were still able to spray shit and do this and do that, no testing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But Colorado was always, have always been like leading the charge in regards to regulatories and just like clean ass product. You guys <laughs> always had good extracts to me. Yeah. That's like what the extracts was good, but the flour was bullshit. The flour was bullshit because of the, you know, the environment, right? right. It's, it's climate it's, and all it's that stuff. Tough. Yeah, it's just And you can you can get in my high. comments and be mad Denver all you want, man. The extracts was good, but y'all flour bullshit. No, but man. the extracts but the extracts was the best in the world. No, I, I I agree. I'm just saying like at one point, uh-huh. and maybe still I believe it's probably still there. Denver, Colorado, I haven't been in a while. Colorado had the best concentration in the world, bro. We might not get invited now because of that comment I just made. No, I'm going to get invited. Invite infamous. Denver loves That's fine. Me. Y'all flowers still DJ bullshit. I'm going to DJ Mad Parties in Denver. <laughs> Your flowers still bullshit. Though. <laughs> it's not bullshit. It's good for where it's yeah, at. It's good, man. Yeah, Denver, yeah, could, they could break some shit down scientifically to the last <laughs> compound. I'll sit there for an hour listening to it. Man, okay, let me see the flower. Hold on, man. You just wasted my time for an hour. And this is what the shit look like. Hey man, come on, man. Like you said, it's I don't good smoke for where it's at, man. I smoke, I smoke concentrates when I'm in Colorado anyway. But the flower's good. I'm about to drop AI shit out there. So Nice. Shot the shot the bubba, man. Bubba Chuck. I got cool with that nigga, man. He he uh played for uh Atlanta. Yeah. Nigga was in compound every Saturday. Damn near felt Chuck like. Chuck played in Atlanta. Him and Pee Wee. Yeah. He used to be with Pee Wee all the Hold time. Hold on, did he play in he he can't he was no, he I mean, was living in Atlanta. Living, he was living in Atlanta. He never played there. That was my nigga. He'd be at Compound and Cheesecake Factory. Shout out to Tweez, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just on the phone with Tweez while I walked upstairs. That's my nigga. Dead ass. Hey, one thing I wanted to say about your brand, bro, I love your marketing. Thanks, bro. Like, like from the color to the uh, the font, even the way you market, like when you do your events, you, you keep it the theme of, your, you know what I'm saying, your brand. And that'd be hard, because that black with that viola and then the white, like the way you be having this shit. Because I've watched this shit for years, bro. Like, right. you know, when uh, you did something with Meek in, out here in L.A., I think. Yep, like, yep. just when you do, it just looks different from everybody else's stuff. It looks right. clean, too. No doubt. It, bro, it's, it's shit that we fuck with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just try to keep it authentic. Right. You know, the color came from my grandmother. That's her favorite color. Right. Grandma, what colors? I love purple. That's how we got purple. Thank God, because it means so much, and it's such a yeah, strong color. It's a royal, it's color. A royal it's a color. Strong yeah. colors, like yeah, a is. strong, powerful-ass uh, color. Right. So we were blessed with that. And to your point, like, you know, I just, you know, with our marketing team, I keep the young boys around me, mm-hmm. my nephew, you know, um, you know, my uh, wife's, uh, what is it, godson or mm-hmm. whatever he is, godbrother. Right. He runs our marketing. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So he just hip. He know what's going on. He outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we just try to... You know, like I said, I think that cannabis just fosters community. It does. So, yeah. like, every yeah. event that we do, you see, like, I'm never going to have a party where it's, like, the VIPs over there and 
you yeah. over here, right? Like, we separating all, everybody. All we, we, all we all smoking. Together. We we all together. We all together. Yeah. And I think yeah. the plan brings people, people together, yeah. man. I think that's what people like about our events because it's like, yeah, I think I just ran. I just talked to Meek. Right. 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 He was just standing in the middle of a room where he was just playing ping pong. Right. He was just sitting blowing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and you just try to we just try to create that like environment where just everybody feels safe and it's just like at the crib. Right. And that's what a grandmother brand supposed to kind of be about. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know how we get shit done at grandma house. Everything happened there. I, yeah, I first got introduced to it. Um, we, uh, me and Luda was doing a, um, a, a cannabis cup. I think it was in DC. Right. And Mark, Mark, you know Mark is the yeah, homie. Yeah. You know he'd be yep. around us. And um, I saw Mark. I was like, "What up, nigga?" He came. He's like, "Yo, I got a pack for you and Chris." Yeah. I'm like, "Bet where that?" So he just showed me the pack, <clears throat> and I'm looking Mark at the. the I'm just looking at everything. I'm like, what, what, "Who's this?" He's like, "This for y'all." I'm like, "Word." I'm looking at the pack, I'm like, who owned this? He told me this Al Harrington new brand, this, that, and the third. I'm like, you know, I haven't s I have did not see a color scheme that looked at <clears throat> like something I'd want to fuck with. Right, right. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? The cannabis, you just get what you what's the, whatever whatever the dope strand is, you get it, whatever the bag is yeah, dope yeah. or not. Your shit was together. I'm like, that the logo is like, you get that iced out, throw a chain, <laughs> you got the you got the Viola boys out here or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, I look at marketing from even when you got the clothes, the merch, yeah, yeah. the hats. Some yeah, shit that you want, like some, some shit dope. you want to rock, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like the hoodie you gave us is dope. Yeah, shout to, to bring them hoodies, but some shit yes, that you would want to rock merch wise, like you can you could rock a Viola jumpsuit to the club with your chains on and just that's like it's goal. lifestyle. You yeah, feel me? That's the goal, bro. Like I said, it's just for that comfortable kind of kickback, laid back. Yeah, you know, we thought about the whole like putting characters and all that. And it's like it's not, right. not who we are. Right, right, right. cartoony shit. Yeah, just like we some laid back. Fly niggas, we fly. the new age hippies, but we cool fly niggas. Yeah, yeah bro. So, so let me ask you this, man. Um, you know, we always try to give all the listeners a little bit of education and and you know tips on entering the industry and entering the cannabis industry. What was one of the major issues you had with entering the cannabis in- industry and and really you know um, cementing your brand in these different states and becoming an MSO, bro, man? Like just. I would just say the biggest challenge, I wouldn't even say it came from cannabis. It just comes more from like, like really running and operating a business. As we, I mean, yeah. we are entrepreneurs. And yep. it's just like people. You know what I'm saying? Being able to find people that just like really align and understand the vision that can go out and execute. And, you know, sometimes do things on their own, like take ownership. Right. And like, you know, this is what we're doing. You understand what this means. Yeah. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And just finding people that like, is aligned to that. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest challenges that I've had in okay. cannabis. You know, like just the entry and all that kind of shit. I mean, mm-hmm. people telling me not to do it. Right. You know, raising money, like trying to raise money from other players and their financial advisors. Like, what does Al know about running a business? He went out of high school. Right. And worked against me. Right, right. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, dealing with all that shit, this shit ain't easy, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always tell people, like, Believe me, when you asked me how I felt in the beginning, right? Like for real, bro. We had a couch; it would be a totally different conversation. Right. Than being with you sitting smoking, like right. Doctor like, Phil out here just says you're coming you know next, what I'm like, next really episode. Be like damn, but what I try to do is I wear a smile on my face because nobody want to see somebody struggling and right. not happy, and, right? Or not trying saying? to figure it out. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the same we, way. We don't want to yeah. see that. That's not inspiring. Like. You, when we have platforms like this, our job is to continue to inspire. Yeah, yeah. Continue to give make give people hope. Yeah. And and give them milestones that they can see, like, oh shit, I can actually do this. He did it. Look right. at it. he did it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's 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 kind of like how I view that's a good it. Point. I like that. You know what I'm I saying? Like that. And 
yes, it's hella challenges, but I'm having a good time. You know what right. I'm saying? I know I'm changing lives. Yeah. I know I'm helping people all around the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's bigger than playing basketball, honestly, for anything uh, for I do on the hoop side. Like, it's showing life after basketball, too. Yeah. Like, Shit. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's showing that, yo, you can go into a whole new different space. But it's, but, well, I think what I tell people all the time, what I, you know, ex-players that I talk to mm-hmm. at times, you got to find something you're passionate about again. Right, right. Because I think that most of us with hoop, you know, we passionate, we love that show. We think about when we in it, we just hoop, we work out, we hoop, we work out, we hoop. You know what I'm saying? Right. After the game is gone now, what can you what can you find to fill that void? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's tough for a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of guys. You know, a lot of guys want to coach, but there's only so many coaching jobs. Right, You know what right. I'm saying? So I've seen a lot of my homies kind of go through little depressions and shit like that. But, you know, you can find something that you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? You just got to go after it. And, you know, as you know, in anything, shit is difficult. Shit's not always going to go the way you want it to go. Never fucking give up. Right. Never really take no for an answer. Nigga tell you no is just like, all right, but we could do this. Right? Kind of mm-hmm. just keep that kind of mindset and just keep moving forward, bro. And like, that's what keep me going, bro. Like, right. I, you know, I have little kids. Well, not little. My daughter's 12, 11. And, you know, I take them to meetings and I let them sit and listen yeah, to calls and mm-hmm. shit that's like important. that. You know what I'm saying? And after they ask me why I just did it, why didn't I say nothing that call? And why, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and just like, you got to pass it down. Yeah, bro. you got to yeah, have you know them around. We got to have, so yep. that, like, that's just how I view life as a whole, bro. It's just like, it's all one big, like, movie but it's all one big ass opportunity yeah and like how do you take advantage of whatever situation you that you're in? trying to get into you know what right I'm saying exactly oh that's dope man I, I like that man that's a good message definitely a good message man smoke break <coughs> smoke break smoke motherfucking break man i gotta tell y'all about some of my collabs bro i was just about to ask you i'm about to get in that shout to the shout to the uh Shout to the AI collab. That was a that was a dope collab. I got, I got a whole segue into that one though. I got a whole segue into that one, man. Um, I you know I just I just you know while we got you here, man, it's a couple questions that I feel like the listeners, you know, um, you know they tune in for. You know, Billy D. Billy D. Like, who is this? <laughs> Where he come from? Hey, man. They can, they can tag team on me, man. It's all good. I can handle myself, man. I can handle myself. Lights come down. Nephew, nephew. You know nephew. <laughs> Let's even this up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, man. So, um, you know, um, one of the other major hurdles I feel like for cannabis companies is always the banking thing. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 you know, what kind of bank, you know, uh, you know, is Chase going to shut my account down? Is Wells Fargo going to shut my account down? And I was watching uh, somebody else's show you were on, and I just wanted to ask you about what, you know, kind of like a cannabis banking solution that you can provide to our listeners. Right. Yeah, so there's a couple different platforms. Um, you know, there's a company called PayQuick that I worked with. Um, they'll take cannabis money, like, within that state. The money got to come through them, then to you kind of thing. Um, you know, credit unions, are always usually open to cannabis banking. They, you know, they make you jump through a lot of hurdles. Uh, then, you know, depending on if you like are plant touching or not, like if you just got a brand, yeah. you know, maybe start a marketing company mm-hmm. that just sells the bags right. to the weed company. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and then now you can bank that. You know what I'm saying? You could be a marketing company anywhere. You know right. what I'm saying? So, just, you know, trying to be creative. Um, there's definitely banking solutions at this point now. You can Google DM or anything, but... Yeah. It is good to know that there is banking solutions out there. You know what I'm saying? Way better than it was before, man. Like, obviously, we used to deal with a lot of cash. 
I mean, bank accounts used to be crazy. Like when I had a bank account in Colorado that charged me $3,500 a month to hold the bank account and then charged me 3% every time I just, uh, uh, deposited more than $10,000. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like just crazy ass fees. and You know what I'm saying? They so, could do whatever they wanted. Exactly. Cause they I had do nowhere whatever, else to go. They could do whatever right. they wanted. I had nowhere to go. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. It was the only one at the time. You right. know what I'm saying? So... Uh, there's some solutions out there, but yeah, like PayQuick. Um, There's another one. I'm just drawing a blank. If I remember, I'll blurt it out. So later, but yeah, there's a couple of different platforms out there. So that um, uh, we're, you, were, you were mentioning them collabs, man. So uh, one of the collabs I really liked that y'all did, man, was that Iverson collab. Mm -hmm. Iverson was always one of my favorite players. I, I want to say probably one of everybody's favorite players growing up right. just because of his swagger, what he brought to the game, you know what, yeah. I mean? what he stood for. You know what I mean? Um, is there any other um, collabs that um, you have coming up that you want to speak on that, you know, everybody, our listeners can be looking forward to? Yeah, man, I got a few, bro. Um, you know, first, I'm going to cover my basketball brothers. Um, going to do something with Steven Jackson. It's nice. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to cut. I ain't going to leave y'all the name yet. But yeah, I got one. Ah, we, we almost that. got it, man. We <laughs> almost got the name. Um, I've been talking to Lamar Odom. Nice. Hello, want to do something here in Cali. And then, you know, in New York, back where he's from. Uh, who else we got? Uh, I've been trying to convince my brother Ron Artest. My nigga Ron. Like, you know, yeah. his pack got to be like one of the power punch yeah. you in the neck Knock packs. you out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, be that one hit quitter. Kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, trying to, get, trying to get him on board. Did you um, play with Ron on the Indiana team? Yeah, I played with Ron. Yes, I played with Ron. Okay. Yeah. I need another couch session. Because <laughs> I was the only one from, I grew up with Ron. So, okay. I was like deemed the... Ron uh, chaperone or like I had to make the sure Ron the Ron Whisperer Yo, yeah, you were the Ron Whisperer Ron, Ron. anything yeah. he saw while and I gotta Ron come here Ron uh, can you, can you give that. us a crazy Ron story man Nah, no. <laughs> this is my brother I man. met Ron in Atlanta bro the, he, he, he walked up on me cause he started rapping he, no for real he, yeah. had, he had a record and he was like yo infamous I wanna give you my song here go my number let me know what you think Next thing you know, he he kept hitting me. I was like, nigga, why don't you just come on the radio? Nigga actually came on the radio yeah, for wow. this song, bro. I swear to God. No, this, Ron is this is when I, I was DJing Velvet Room and I was DJing uh, Compound, like that whole, in real talk, that nigga, I was shocked as fuck. This nigga ran up on me like, yo, Infamous, I want to give you my song. Da -da -da, oh, check shit. it out. I checked it out. It was cool. It, it, it was cool. I ain't go front. Shout out to Ron Artest, man. He's trying to convince himself. <laughs> it was alright. <laughs> it was alright. Nah, Ron, that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm doing something with my homeboy from Jersey. So something else is important to me. Where I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, I just feel like a lot of brothers and sisters just need a bridge or right. just a, a little play, a plug. Right. Uh, you, you know right. what I'm saying? Because right. they're building unbelievable brands yep. in the gray market but just can't figure out or have the access to go legal. Take right. it to the next level. So that's something that I'm having pride on being to work out with some of my brothers. So one of them I'm doing with the ATM boys, my homeboy Fresh from Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, we doing a collab called Beef and Broccoli. Mm -hmm. Shout Beef out broccoli. Jersey. I, li I like that name, man. I like this bag, Dirty too. This Jersey, bag, y'all went crazy on this bag, man. Yeah, that's fine. The Beef right? and Broccoli. That's, that's, a, that's a real bag, East Coast yeah. shit, yeah, though. That's, that's a, a real East Coast bag, shit. Bro. Let me see that? That bag was crazy. Most definitely. Fire, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. That's what I'm telling you. That's why I was told you. 
early look, that's, man, y'all marketing that, this. But, but like that ain't even my. That's that's you my. You just partner. need a Timberland hanging out the back of that motherfucker <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> we probably should put this. <laughs> put put the Timberland in the soffit. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, yeah, for real. Have it in the Timbo. So got that going. We about we dropping a strand called Cherry Bombers. Okay. That's some fire shit. My homeboy Jason out here in California right. grew that for me. Um, other one I'm real excited about, bro. So listen, I've always been a fly nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? At least I feel like I have. And my favorite city in the whole world is Miami, Florida. Right. right. I love Miami. I love everything it has to offer. It's just Miami's beautiful. a vibe, man. Right. It's beautiful. It's, a vibe. it's just a vibe. So I was just out there a couple months ago. Got with my homeboys, my man named Primo. Mm-hmm. He got a brand called Brickle Boys. Okay. Shit, fly. He yeah, got Miami that, on smash. That, 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 br- that brings me to the next segment, right? So shit, we, my fault. No, look, we always have a segment on here where, where it's like, you know, the smoke with me segment where we, we fire up. Okay. And we fire up and we, you know, like what you smoking. Okay. So that's where I want you to bring in. You know what I mean? Because when y'all brought oh, it bad. to the studio, yeah. when you brought it to the studio, I yeah. wanted to smoke it right then and there. Facts. I know my shit. As soon as right. I smell it. I know my shit. When I seen it, I'm like, man, I need to blow this now. Yes, sir. But you wanted to wait. All so, right. you know, normally we do this segment in the beginning of the show. I appreciate y'all adjusting. Oh, no, we have to. Of course, man. You family, man. We, we family. We got to. So, we, we adjusted this segment of the show because, it's, you know, this is a very important segment where we always say, hey, man, what you smoking? Infamous smoke with me. Every guest we light up together. Yeah. So you know, I would love for you to bring on, and I'm gonna give you the floor back to 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 do the re- do oh, the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah, intro yeah. too. I just wanted to prep our listeners and let them know, hey man, this is our segment when we do the what you smoking and smoke with me, and uh, it's uh, sponsored by the Brickle Boys today. And I'm gonna let you take the floor and do the rest, brother. Yeah, man. So I'm, you know, I mean, real quick, I'm a fly dude. Love Miami. Uh-huh. Got with my man Primo. All right. Got a dope ass brain called Brickle Boys. Right. You know, you done collab with everybody, mo. What's the guy with the jack with the jackets with all the patches and all that? What's his name? Lin- Lee- Hamilton. Oh, Jeff uh, Hamilton. Jeff Hamilton. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jeff Hamilton collab. Ooh, all the Jeff Hamilton collab. Man, he going crazy. He going crazy. So I'm like, he like, yo, why don't we do something? Like, right, what should yeah. we do? But we met on a boat. So we on right. a boat, and he just like, why don't we why don't we do something with a yacht? Why we call that shit tsunami? So listen, I promise. I'm like, shit, I'm with it. He right. like. All right, I'm gonna come up with something. This is what he came up with. Come over here. You, you heard it first. I, tsunami I, I Brickle just Boys. I seen the bag like I, I seen tsunami the bag like an hour and a half ago, bro. Yo, son, how are you doing? What's up, Primo? My man, Primo. Pleasure to meet you, man. Pleasure, bro, baby. You good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to move over here in the middle a little bit more. So we can see. By me? We good right here? Come right over here by me. So you know when uh this one okay. So you know when me and Big Al you know linked on the on the yacht right. We both had different ways. Oh, hold on, man. introduce yourself, my man. Fault. Let, let my everybody fault to know, man. Yeah. <laughs> introduce yourself to the listeners, man. Yeah, Primo, infamous Primo, Brickle Boys. We out here, Brickle Miami. Yeah, but we global with it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. So you know, me and me and Big Al both have a wave in our different areas, and uh, together, you know, we just came together with Tsunami, the biggest wave. Tsunami. And this is this is something that we came to gift the set with. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you, bro. We love okay. gifts. We're, we're, we're bringing yachts. Oh, yeah. We're bringing yachts to L.A. We're bringing we're yachts to L.A. Water resistant and. and <laughs> Oh, and you can let them float in the pool, and they float. Yeah, look, yeah. look, look at this shit, bro. I'm like, getting mine in the pool. Look, look at this <laughs> yes, shit. Yes, and I'm smoking. This. Please, yeah, these, these are meant to be smoked, pool, poolside, or in the pool yeah. or on the ocean. <laughs> Make sure they can see that. You saw yes, it first. Sir. Here's the back of the yacht. You saw right, it me, first. You saw it first. Let me go ahead and smell it. Oh, Yo, talk I, that talk, Remo. 
Talk that talk, Remote. When you put us together, man, we coming with a tsunami. We blessing the people with not only a vibe, but we blessing you with some of the best in the whole world. This is boutique cannabis at its finest. <laughs> Ooh, Welcome to Brooklyn. Talk Welcome to Viola. This is a tsunami. This is a tsunami. <laughs> I like that. I so me and my son about to go crazy. Me and Prem about to go crazy. Al, I told you. Marketing, yo, yeah, niggas is going nuts with the marketing, man. And the product matches the packaging. Bro, I, was right. yeah, I was gonna say, I was just about to hold on to the real a, wolf, baby. Listen. I was just about to matches yeah. the packaging, dog. Listen, yeah, okay, man. this this ain't no, you know what I mean. This this is one of the ones I can smell it. It's the real. And it's the real. It smells delicious. The real one. That's what we smoking on. That's Ooh. what you rolled up right there, right? <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm about to fire this thing up. Hey, tsunami o'clock. Yo, hey, bro, listen. Tsunami o'clock. Yeah, bro. Tsunami o'clock. Uh-huh. Talk this that talk, it. primo. Welcome to the hottest podcast in the city. Come it's on. You already know. Smoke with me podcast, man. Yeah. Viola, mm-hmm. primo, tsunami, ride Work the wave, or get rolled over. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what though? You know what? You know, you know what? I'm I'm glad you brought him on here because it makes another point that I wanted to say, man. What's that? Is that, you know, um, I like how you reach back. Like, you know, uh, Viola is a company that, you know what I mean, you, you guys are in the headlines all the time. Right. You know what I mean? You are, you know, one of the top cannabis companies, but I like the fact that you reach back to brands because, you know, believe it or not, all the hottest brands start in the street. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, that's a message that's to a all fact. you corporate companies trying to get into cannabis. And that's a fact. You need brands like us. Fact. You need brands we are like the brands. us. Yep. Exactly. We that's are the a brand. fact. So all the hottest yeah. brands start in the street. So I like the fact that you know you still come into the market and can re- can and, and understand the value of of brands like like his brand man and take them to the next level and, and provide that provide that platform for brothers to really be able to jump oh, off. But you know what makes it easy for me? They bosses. Facts. Yeah. They bosses. Right. How you don't want to work with another boss? Right. It's real shit. Unless you're just a weirdo. Unless you're a weirdo. Unless you're a weirdo. They bosses. Right. So it's a, it's easy. This this is easy. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, bro. He said, "Wait till I come back with." He ain't send me something to prove it. What you think about this? Right. That's it. All he did was encapsulate everything he seen from together. the brand and look it's what he problem. did. Mm-hmm. Culture, yeah. man. This is the, the culture. culture. This bro. is the culture. Right. Right. Without it, this, this is the culture. This podcast. That's why we call this a, a cannabis and culture podcast. Yeah. This shit is 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 the culture, bro. Yeah. Y'all are the culture, man. We are the culture. Facts. Yes, this is crazy. Love man, did you twisted this already, bro? I got, I got. Oh, he's he's doing that. I think he got something going Which on. Which one you rolled up? Oh, mm. I need to, I need to get shit. on the wave, man. Oh, shit, there you I go. I need to that. get on the wave. Oh. Yeah, so. uh, what you got coming up next with Viola, man? Like anything that you could tell us that's, you know, that you that you about that y'all about to do? Or yeah, anything? something I'm excited about, bro. We about to get into the edible game. Ooh, nice. So what I did Edibles was, go do numbers. Yeah, we're going to get in the edible and the vape game, but I'm excited about the edibles, bro. Right. I got one flavor that I can't talk about just because I don't want to bite. bite. When, when, when you coming out with this? You um, shit. You three weeks? Yeah, about three weeks. All right, I'm going to wait still. I'm going yeah. to wait. But yeah, I got this one little edible I got coming. It's going to be crazy, but y'all look out for it. Well, I think it's a game changer. But on the edible side, for real... Thought the gummies is always a lane. Yeah. It's so many people that now more and more I talk to are always asking me for edibles. Right, They're right. like, oh, I don't really smoke or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should look at this. So obviously always going back to my grandmother, like everything we do with the brand, I come like it's my grandmother. Not right. everybody can consume it in, in a joint or a blunt or a bomb. Yeah, so Edibles is, is are digestible, you yep. know what I mean? It's 
It's everybody's palate. Fast acting with certain different terpenes that you can add back yep. to it, bro. It's medicine. It's better than the pharmaceutical shit. Mm-hmm. For real, for real, you know? But with these edibles, um, we focused on Kool-Aid flavors. Okay. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So my grandmother, she used yeah, to whip up the crazy. That crazy red, huh? <laughs> she had that red, huh? <laughs> so when your whole face <laughs> to the bottom of your nose be red. <laughs> So, 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 you know, your nose, that was like paint. Right. <laughs> Ronald McDonald just paint. stained on you too. Bro, she used to hook up the crazy Kool-Aid. So I was like, bro, I got to go and recreate Kool-Aid flavors. Right, that's hard. And once again, like if you look like us, you know what Kool-Aid is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, you know what I'm facts, saying? Facts. A little sweet too. You right. know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Excited about that, bro. We launching them uh, over the holidays for like Christmas holiday. So just excited to get that out. Nice. And just as a new product, not, yeah. you know, because we always focus on always being able to have to inhale and smoke it. Right. So just excited about that, bro. And then we got new states we rolling out into. So we about to um, open up two stores in Missouri. Nice. Um, uh, probably February. Mm-hmm. Um, we opening up two stores in Chicago. That'll probably be this summer. Okay. Uh, we got uh, what else? We open up stores. We we launching the, oh Maryland. Maryland. We got one store in Maryland, and then we taking the brand to New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Missouri, Arizona, and Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, we nice. got some Nevada, and we got to get in. Nevada goes crazy. Oh, you gotta be, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and New Jersey. You yeah, know, yeah, in all sure. the right. You know, all the right spots. Yeah, the East Coast. You know, it's, it's, you know, you want to get an education to the people, right? It's right. Like the West Side is, you know. It's very competitive. Um, the plan has somewhat been a little commoditized a little bit. So it's just a lot tougher to make money on this side. Right. This Cali market is rough right it's now, rough. man. It's so it's rough. hard on the pimp right yeah, now, it's man. Hard, bro. It's but hard. if you wait, but if you make it through this, you're gonna be you're gonna be a household name. Yes, good. sir. If you're a California brand and you make it through this, man, and that shout out to all my farms, shout out to all my cultivations, all mm-hmm. my growers, all Small my brands. Farmers. It's 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 tough right now. But stay strong, my friend. It's winter. Stay strong. As they say, it's winter. But on the East Coast, it's sweet a little yeah. bit. No, right. I'm talking about. No, it is. For sure. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, getting on the East Coast, uh, we feel like, yeah, I'm from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got all kinds of You got to do something so in Jersey. got to get home. Got to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, that's it. Um, other than that, you know, trying to do a little bit more content. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe do a little show of our own or something. You know what I'm like saying? Like a concert like, series or something? Yeah, or maybe day in the life kind of thing. But you nice, know what I'm saying? Right. But we're just trying to figure it out. What's the best way and, you know, something to be most interesting that people want to watch. Right. Um, so, you know, that's it, bro. Just is really just trying to continue to grow the brand. Uh, excited, like I said, about a lot of these collaborations. Yeah. So, this is going to be a 2023. I know it's going to be tough mm-hmm. out there, as they say. So we're setting it up for the be that. But I feel like we can still bring a little bit of joy to people. Right. You know what I'm saying? For with sure. the plant. Right. For you sure. know what I'm saying? So this how how can we do that? Edibles, right. whatever the fuck. Like let's just get it out there. Right. And you gotta you gotta kinda like um you know, look at the fact that you got a good support group too. Like a lot, a lot of people support you. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? The uh culture, yeah. uh hip hop community, like they really support, you know, they not ain't nobody like well at least this to me it doesn't feel like nobody's hating as far as right. you know, culturally it's like the brand is out there and people rocking with it, they shot it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It got good quality brands. Like, again, the marketing, I can always keep saying the marketing because shit, look at it, you feel me? And um I ain't gonna front, bro, like you on top of this shit, bro. Like I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy of African American is on top of it like you. Nah, thank you, my bro. I really yeah. appreciate that, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you said, the support is definitely real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I always get love because I always give love. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always approachable. Point. Like, I'm always going to say hi. It costs me nothing to say hi to somebody, bro. Right. It costs me nothing <laughs> but a half a second of my life. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So just try to make every, like I said, community, community, community. Foster community. Build community. Build. As we keep building these communities amongst us brothers and making and growing, 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 we're going to change our narrative. You know what I'm saying like that's that's that, that got always got to be our mindset, and it's always it's not about being shooting from number twenty to number one. Mm-hmm. So time it take time, bro. Just next time I see y'all, if I was twenty. Next time I see y'all, I'm be seventeen. Right. And next time I see y'all, that I'm be ten. Right. Yeah. Facts. You just got to just keep, keep pushing, just pushing, keep pushing, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm keep saying? Pushing. That, that's like I said for real, bro. That's what I'm on. So so it's one more thing I wanted to ask you about too, man. Um, the uh, Black Power Family Family Project. Mm. You still working on that project? Yeah, we still working on that. We actually okay. gonna do something during Art Basel. Okay, we gonna have like our little first Miami meeting. Art Basel. In Miami, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're right. our first little like get together, just okay. everybody in the same room. But yeah, that's important just because once again, you know, we all got special skill sets. We all got different relationships. So yeah. what if we put all that shit together? Right. There's no competition amongst us. Facts. Yeah. There's none, bro. There's none. Yeah. If you like his niche a little bit more than mine, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's it's. There's no competition, but it's all still coming. And especially if we're working together. You know what I'm saying? We're figuring out how to push and make this shit better. And that was my goal of that, was just like trying to get the bosses of cannabis in a room. Right. In in a room with no ego, no nothing. Like, this ain't about, this is about like, how can we work together? How can we make the industry better? We're we, we worth more all together than separate. Facts. Saying you put all our brands together and take it to a company. All right, yeah, we need. Bees, yeah, exactly. a lot of them, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, to your point, if I take my one little brand, and, ah, yours fifty, and yeah. his is twenty five, mm-hmm. and we put them all together, like you know, it's more of a premium. Hell yeah, yeah. We, we ain't, we're not giving you one brand; we yeah. giving you a shelf. That's exactly, exactly. The whole rack, market share, shelf. whole market share. <laughs> so, uh-huh. what what is that worth to y'all? You know what I'm saying? So, but we gonna get there, bro. Yeah, That's, we gonna get there. Most definitely, it's just in time. Most definitely. Shit, is it any other projects you want to tell everybody about, man? That um, anything else uh, that you would like to promote on the show, as far as uh, what you're working on now, what you're working on next? Give everybody all the social media that they can follow. Yep. All right. Yeah. So it's uh, at Viola, uh, V I O L A, uh, at Al Harrington Three. That's our main, you know, Instagram stuff. Um, let me see. Anything Brickle, else? Big, if, yeah, what's the Brickle, Brickle Boys? Brickle Boys. That's right. Brickle. The, real, the real Brickle Boys. At the real Brickle Boys. At the real Brickle Boys. At the real ATM Boys. Follow them too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, um, I got Harrington Institute, you know, so okay. that's something that's very important to me with uh, education. Right. I always feel like the real reason why we miss out on opportunities because we're never educated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Thousand like I, percent. Bro, I tell people all the time, bro, like with real estate, like once I figured out real estate, you realize it's really not that hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of just having a little bit of vision and foresight. I'm from Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Where I lived at after my first, after my uh, rookie year was in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I used to drive past abandoned buildings on the water every day. Right. For like two, three years. Right. I mean, I already saved a couple million dollars, whatever. If I would have known, like, that was even right. available, or like, that Shit. was like, imagine how I bought a little piece of that property right there on the water. Right. That little hundred day or a hundred thousand or three hundred thousand. They built a hotel or some shit on. That's what they've done. That whole area. I like Jersey City. got more room. I like like staying in Jersey City. Bro, I used to drive past that shit abandoned every day. But that's part of the financial literacy that I think that 
our people now are getting more educated on. Right. You got play, you got networks like Earn Your Leisure, you got Wall Street exactly. Trappers and all these different platforms that are, are really educating our people on financial literacy. But you're right, man. Like real estate is is definitely the move. Yeah, so man. I'm mm-hmm. trying to I try to I yeah. realize that and I'm like with the education of cannabis, I just feel like, you know, the cannabis industry can't be all it can be until we're really involved and we have a right. real stake in it. Yeah. Right. So a lot of our people are still Traumatized from the stigma, right. they just are, yeah. bro. Like I still go to people I'm like, no, nah, don't smoke right there. I'm like, bro, you still like, but I get it. It's just yeah. it, they, it's ingrained in them. So because of sure. that, right. we don't try to take advantage of that opportunity. Oh, like realize that like these jobs are gonna be like crazy ass. Like if you learn it in the cannabis space right now, mm-hmm. five years now, ten years now, you're gonna be an expert right. where you're going to be able to command a certain level yeah. of pay that's going to be like really significant yeah. but you got to get in now you, you got to get, get your in. feet in you got right. to see what's you got to see what's going exactly put the work in mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm that's what my goal of the the, the, the institute is is just give people a baseline of information you know what i'm saying so in each vertical of the space so we cover everything from media to you know cultivation everything right. just so people can like okay all right I might want to try that first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the goal of that. And, you know, that's something that I'm really, really proud of. And, you know, like I said, just keep trying to bring us into the game. You're talking about real estate. You know what you didn't mention is the hemp creep. Still doing the hemp Oh, creep. yeah. So, yeah. Jarrell, oh, man, I forgot. Man, he'd kill me if I forgot about him. <laughs> man, Jarrell Howard, Gold Standard Farms. You know, that was my first incubator. You know what I'm saying? Word. Quick story of this brother, man. Family owned this property since well, almost 80 years. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Almost like eighty years now. Um, he had these. He has a, a board of governors on his on the property, right? Because right. the property has to stay within the family and the bloodline. Uh-huh. So he had to convince them to change it to cannabis, and they were like, "Hell no!" Blah 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 blah. So they shows them a, a, one of my interviews, right? And they was like, "Oh, his grandmother and all that." So they opened. They was like, "Well, if you bring him here, we'll consider it." Oh, dope. So it took him two years to finally get a hold of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bought me out. I, I, I came out. Visited the farm. His aunts were all in the house. Nobody ever came out. They were like looking through the shed. They yeah. come out just thinking, you know, so I tore it and I decided to work with him. And, you know, just watching that business, you know, over this, over like a 40 year span, like the farm has done like almost like $900,000 in revenue. Word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where one year <clears throat> planting of hemp, he did 3.6 million. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, so, I mean, you know what? I know what the product is, but can you just explain the Hemp Creek product? Yeah, to so them? the Hemp Creek. We talking like they know. Got it, got it, right. No. So, so Hemp Creek is pretty much a way for us to be able to start to build, um, you know, naturally without continuing to have to cut down our trees and stuff like that. Um, cannabis is, uh, you know, it will Hemp Creek, when it's processed, it's like fire resistant, water resistant, bug resistant. Like, literally, we can build up to three story homes on these on these blocks and they look just like cement blocks right and it was even cooler about them you can put them together like legos you know right, what i'm saying right. so you could literally build a home in two days right you know so you can build a 1500 square like that yeah yeah, yeah so, yeah, I have seen so like that's that. what it is bro um like i said jerrell howard was able to go find us a great partnership um that's exclusive to us in the united states right now and you know we are raising some funds for that, but you know we feel like we could actually now rebuild the hood for real. You know, people yeah. always say that you can mm-hmm. rebuild the hood, but we really feel like we can use cannabis and really rebuild our community. And just really excited about the hemp. How creek. can they get involved in a hemp creek project? Um, so follow you know at Gold Standard Farms, and uh, we always got information on there okay. or whatever. So just reach out to that or go to the website, uh, which is the same thing dot com, and uh, you know 
go from there. Nice. Cool. Nice. I'm glad we I'm glad we brought that up, man, because that hemp and that hemp creed is is a new it's gonna be a new avenue. I know they're using hemp in the in those uh BMWs, I think it is, on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. So hemp is definitely uh definitely another avenue. Yes, sir. Uh yo, Al man, look, man. We like I always said, like I said earlier, man, because I'm high as hell. <laughs> I know you high as a motherfucker. I'm high as shit. I know that this light skinned nigga is high. I, I, just, hit, I just hit the tsunami, man. Hold on, let me. I'm trying to. It's just nice. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Before I say what I'm going to say, hold on one second. Let me hit that, man. You going to try the tsunami? <laughs> Hell yeah. Shit. Come on. Man, you can't ride this wave. Come man. on, bro. You going to do me like I'm that? Try to ride my wave. Shit. Come on, bro. Hit this motherfucker. Just hold on. One second. Smoke break. One. Hold on. Smoke break. Another smoke break. All right. Is that a record? That's like three or four. How many y'all know? You know what I mean? Man, we, this is the most priced, most smoke breaks, bro. I ain't going to front. Real talk, this is probably the most. Hold on, damn, hold on. It's hidden. Thing hidden. Wonder Boy rolled that thing. Nice. Big shout out to Wonder Boy. Shout out Wonder Boy, baby. Yo, this tsunami yeah, right here. Team. Uh-oh. Give it to him, man. Talk that talk. <laughs> hold on. He used to be on them jet skis, man. This is a even, yacht. Hold on, I can't even. He used to be on them jet skis. Look, this is a yacht. Up. He leveled all, up. All I'm going to say is not, it's powerful, boy. Pause. I just, I'm just going to say this. You know what I'm saying? This this this, this tsunami is, is fire. Like, tsunami boys. Real talk. Tsunami boys. But now, yo, Al, man, I appreciate you coming on this show, man. You know, like I told you earlier, we in the beginning stages. We growing. And having somebody like you on this show means a lot to us, bro. Like real yeah, talk. For sure, that's love. I appreciate y'all. That's love, you know what I mean? Like this is Anytime, real Anytime, bro. bro. You know, it's the first one. So when your shit like go crazy, crazy, yeah. y'all better bring me right Most back Most definitely, <laughs> bro. Yo, Al, anytime. Anytime, started, They're going to forget that. Like, man, you seen Al call? Bro, real talk, bro. You seen Al call? I think Al calling again. Al, let's do it, baby. And, you know, as you as you guys, you know, build your... Your products or whatever yeah, you any got new, new drops, man. Bring any all new the drops, new drops yeah. On, like, for sure. let us know. You know what I'm saying? We that's what that's what our platform's here to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we here to promote. You know, so our brands as well. You feel me? So just let that. us know. Yeah, I'm anytime, yes, bro. I keep you laced. Yeah, so y'all know what it is. Your boy DJ Infamous. Talk to me. Nah, this is smoke with me and my light skinned partner. <laughs> Wolf of Reed Street, man. Back on y'all. Billy D, and we out of here. Get it.